delivering all the news, the informed views, and just telling great motorsport stories since 2003. Powered by the Racetalk.com. This is on the grid. Good everyone, and welcome to another episode of On the Grid here on mypodcasthouse.com or on the Radio Show Limited's RS1. Thank you for joining us. A big show coming your way. We're going to be speaking to Juan Carlo Fisichella. He'll be answering a few questions uh, ahead of his S5000 drive at Adelaide coming up in just a couple of weeks' time. Of course, the former Formula One driver. And we apologise for being a little bit late today as well, or this week with our podcast. Uh, we have to wait a day because the supercars calendar has been announced and Mark Walker, Richard Crowell and myself will dissect that a little bit later on in the show as well. All that to come right here on The Grid. You're listening to the latest from around the motorsport world. On The Grid. First of all though, let's kick it off by going to Richard Crail, who's going to catch up with a former Formula One star who's going to find himself back in Australia in just a couple of weeks' time. Krause, good day to you. Shebeck's a highlight of the upcoming Velo Adelaide 500 will be the return to Australia of Formula One star Giancarlo Fisichella. Now 49, the Italian driver started 231 Grands Prix between 1996, from his debut in Melbourne, to the 2009 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix in his final race while driving for Ferrari. Fisichella won three races, Brazil in 2003, Australia 05, and the 2006 Malaysian Grand Prix. Four pole positions, 29, uh, 19 podiums, sorry, and 275 points mean that he was a successful driver in a long-standing career. He comes back to Australia to race in S5000. He'll drive a Team BRM car, and this will be something of a completing of the job mission for Fissy, who raced at Albert Park in 2020, but when the event was shut down, never got to turn a racing lap in anger. A group of Australian motorsport media caught up with the Italian driver earlier this week to get his thoughts on coming back to Australia, making his debut in Adelaide, and his thoughts about returning to S5000. Here's some excerpts of what Giancarlo had to say about racing at the Velo Adelaide 500 in S5000. You know, it's uh, it's great. Uh, looking forward for this race. Um, coming back to Australia, it's, uh, it's amazing for me because... Uh, um, I did my debut in uh, 1996 in uh, Melbourne, but especially um, I won in uh, 2005 uh, with Renault. Uh, it was uh, it's a fantastic circuit. It was a fantastic atmosphere. Um, yeah, got a great memories over there. So coming back uh, uh, in a new circuit in Adelaide, uh, street circuit, it's uh, it's great. I've never been there, so um, it's going to be uh, a bit tough to, to learn the circuit, uh, having a short time to learn the car, uh, but I will do my best. I try to do the best results as possible. Well, I saw a couple of onboard camera, and uh, it looks uh, a tough circuit, very difficult circuit, you know, uh, especially um, the, the, the first... Uh, uh, breaking point uh, with a very uh, tight uh, chicane and then there are a couple of um, very quick corners um, and next to the wall so it's a kind of uh, uh, street circuit but it's uh, it's a fantastic circuit I think uh, um, 
it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. I have uh, no, I'll, I have short time to, uh, you know, to learn the circuit. Uh, um, but uh, I think uh, one, once uh, I will familiarize uh, with uh, with the circuit, uh, it will be okay. Yeah, I did a uh, uh, one test. I don't remember in uh, which circuit it was, uh, and then uh, I was in the in the uh, race weekend in Melbourne. We did uh, the, the free practice uh, and then we went to the qualifying session. Um, the car was good. Uh, there is a lot of power. Uh, it's uh, nice to drive the car. Uh, it's, uh, the, the, the grip level, the downforce is not, uh, it's not a lot, but it's, uh, it's a funny car and it's uh, quite, uh, you know, you need to drive this car like a go-kart but there is a lot of power. This is a very, very difficult uh, to, to, you know, to manage it. But uh, I really enjoy the car. Uh, I really love this uh, country and uh, and the atmosphere. There are a lot of nice places. Uh, the uh, the weather is fantastic as way, uh, always. And uh, there are a lot of Italian people over there. Um, yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite uh, places to go. I come over there for to to win, you know, as always. But uh, I know it's going to be very difficult. There are a lot of very very good drivers, uh, very good teams around, and uh, it's going to be very tough. Um, you know, I, I will try my best. Uh, I want to win, but it's quite difficult. Would be nice to get on the podium for sure. You know, I'm I'm still racing in a in a WEC in the World, World Endurance Championship. I'm still I am uh, still a um, Ferrari factory driver in the Competizione GT um, and I'm, I'm still enjoying myself uh, racing, uh, sometimes I win, so uh, it's uh, next, next January I will be 50. Uh, I still uh, want to race and uh, I love it, it's, it's my life uh, to go always in a, in a now F1 circuit, uh, um, try to, to be the quickest uh, and until I feel this, uh, this spirit, uh, I, will, uh, I will continue. Then one day when it's time to, to stop, uh, we will see, but uh, so far I'm still enjoying and I'm sure there are, there are a lot of people around there, a lot of fans. I uh, will try to do my best uh, and uh, uh, we'll be for sure, a fantastic weekend uh, watching all the uh, all the categories around there, and uh, I hope to find a, a good a good weather, and I hope to score a good result. I mean, I know um, not far away from the circuit there are a very good vineyard, so um, if there is a possibility to, to go up to the mountains to to find some good vineyard, uh, would be nice. But uh, I know it's Australia. It's a uh, it's a fantastic place. Uh, there are a lot of very good restaurants and uh, and a lot of very good stuff. There's more great motorsport stories coming next on the grid. All right, joining me for a chat about what's happening in the world of motorsport. Uh, first of all, let me say good day to Richard Crowell. Personally, I did say at the start of the Giancarlo Fisichella interview, I threw to you, but now I'll say good day personally. Thank you, Tony. Hi, Richard. Hello. Uh, let's get the elephant out of the room first. Mark, could you uh, please go? Thank you. I, I've been blighted by, I can't believe it's not COVID. Uh, it's not. 
believe it or not, but uh, I apologise in advance for my nasal uh, soundingness in this particular episode of On the Grid. I'm very sorry. So it's a, a severe sinus infection that has struck our friend down over there in Adelaide, and uh, we wish you all the best in your recovery, mate. Yeah, look, it, it hasn't been pleasant, but uh, I could give you all the gory details, but uh, I won't do that. I was just glad that there was a cricket match that no one watched on, on Tuesday because what it did was allow me to lie on the couch feeling sorry for myself but actually have something to watch. Can I give you a very good stat on that? There was actually okay. more people at the Melbourne Aces versus Perth game on Saturday <laughs> night than there was at the MCG. Uh, go baseball. How good. Yes. Uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, and for those that are wondering why you're getting on the grid on a Thursday and not on a Wednesday as usual, it's because that we actually knew that news was coming and we delayed it because we didn't want to give you a half-assed episode without a supercars calendar. So uh, that's why we're a little bit late. Yes, Mark Walker, hello to you. Hello, Tony Shebecki, Richard Crail. Uh, so many of the news sites these days pull their news stories from podcasts on I'm waiting for the headlines tomorrow. Crail in strife, issues, drama in commentary land. I don't think anyone gives a shit, but okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Ticket sales for Philip Island have just dropped. I know that. Well, mate, they're Sorry. not. If they're paying money to see me there. They're um, they're they've got the wrong motivation. So you're right, guys. We are here, and uh, the calendar is out. So we'll spend a bit of time just sort of having a look at it. There's a, a couple of major changes to 2023 compared to 2022 and years of the past. Uh, first of all, uh, just overall impression without sort of picking anything specific, but overall impression. Uh, it, it's, I think, pretty much what they wanted. They were fairly clear about going to 12 rounds uh, again. So it's the lowest number of rounds, I think, since 2008 in a, a supercars calendar, which is interesting. But... The spacing is reasonable. Uh, there's still a few holes, but I quite like the pacing of it uh, throughout the course of the year. So that I think that's a good thing. The highlights for mine, uh, the, the return of Newcastle is going to be outstanding. That, that's such a cool event and a really sketchy racetrack, which I love. And a, a, a city that surprised us the first time we went there mm. for how, how much fun it was to go and visit. So I'm really looking forward to that. That, that it, it just gives so much uh, positivity to the season starting at a big event like that. And it, it was such a downer. Uh, well, yeah, it was. It was it was a downer starting the way we have the last couple of years for COVID reasons and, and this year as well at City Motorsport Park. But it just lacks that massive whack in the face you get for launching at an event like the Adelaide 500. So Adelaide moves to the end of the year to start at Newcastle is the absolute perfect place to do it. There's yeah. no other event that I would I would prefer to be opening the season than that. So that's a big tick. Um, oh, interesting that they're not going to do night racing in Perth. They've, they've come out and said that Sydney will be the debut of Gen 3 under light. So that's interesting. Yep. Um, July date for that round uh, probably works because Sydney's uh, winter weather is traditionally pretty good. Uh, this year was probably the exception, but same could be said for everywhere. So you get those nice crisp mornings, clear days. It will get pretty frosty at nighttime there, but probably a reasonable date for that. Um, the bend back, um, certainly off the back of there not being in New Zealand, which is probably the biggest emission from the calendar in my books. Sandown 500 back is good. Um, and then the end of the year, I mean, you end with Bathurst, 
uh, Gold Coast and Adelaide within the space of, what is it, eight weeks, I think, in the end, just over eight weeks. Mm. Um, that's a pretty powerful way to bring the season home. So overall, if you want 12 rounds, the only addition to that calendar you'd probably desperately want is is for there to be New Zealand in that, probably minus a, a the bend, to be perfectly honest, as much as I like going there. But um, yeah, decent. Um, glad they've got it out. Clearly took longer than anybody wanted with the delays in getting New Zealand sorted and uh, the the hope of going to Singapore, which hasn't come off. So um, clearly room for improvement moving forward. Would you swap the bend for New Zealand? Uh, to be brutally honest, probably. We, we have to go to New Zealand. It's too big a market to not go there. Um, so that's say it's still on the cards for 2024 and they'll work on it next year to get that up and running. I, I, I worry, though, that once something like that drops off, it, it's going to be harder to bring back than it's going to, than uh, it is to, to keep. I think the market's big enough for it to do it. it yeah. I, I think that'll be fine. So the key tenets that supercars have to continue to be, right, they have to be fully national. So we're still the only sport that goes to every state and every territory bar the ACT. Yep. So they have to maintain that. They have to keep WA. They have to keep Tasmania. That's vitally important. Um, and we are a trans-Tasman sport. It's dominated by Kiwis, long Kiwi history. We've got to keep going there. So they're, they're the two absolute key tenets that the series needs to maintain in my eyes. And they're missing one of them with New Zealand not getting off the ground for, for whatever reason that was. Back in one of the lockdowns, I did a story on the race talk looking at all the tracks that have come and gone off the calendar over the years. And there have been a lot that have mm. come and gone various stages, been dropped off, been put back on. You look at Sydney Motorsport Park, how many times it's uh, been on and off the calendar. So I, I don't think that's a problem, them missing out, especially in this last few years where we've had so many races skip for a year or whatnot. And they've all sort of reappeared. You know, you look at Adelaide, Exhibit A, it was absolutely gone for all money and now it's back. So anything is absolutely possible. And I think where there's a will, there's a way and they'll figure out the financials over there in New Zealand and, and make it work at a circuit that isn't Pukekohe because it's getting a bulldozer. Um, I really like 2012 calendar when there were 15 events. I'm just a, I'm a motorsport fan. I like seeing cars go around the racetrack. So I like more the merrier. It's a shame that we're not going to Winton. You know, you talk about Heartland sort of events. It had a massive following. You know, the number of campers there, the the number of people that would go to that event was huge. Like for for where it was and what it was, you'd always get a great crowd up to Winton. It's a shame that we're not going to Queensland Raceway. Like Quinny's put a, a fair bit in to bring that joint up to spec and there's a following up there at QR. They always got a crowd there at QR. So it's a shame that uh, we don't have more events on the calendar that we could slot these in. So obviously, supercars have their their reasons for doing things, their mathematics and their finance and their TV deals work out at 12 events, and that's how many events they're doing. We got lucky this year that they shoehorned an extra one onto the calendar at the last minute when you know New Zealand became a thing that could happen. Um, I just hope that they do expand the calendar back out in future years and get some more events happening out there for the punters. You're yeah. right. It's a, it's a bit of a kick in the guts for Victoria, the fact that we've got Sandown as our major event. Sure, there's the Grand Prix, but the Grand Prix is going to happen anyway. So let's not say that's Victoria. That's just the Grand Prix. Uh, so Sandown being the only event in Australia, uh, sorry, in Victoria, in a state that has three fairly decent permanent circuits. Yeah, well, and, and that brings me to the point. So 
we're likely to have shorter races at the Grand Prix. I say we being supercars next year. Do, what what needs what more? Does the Grand Prix need supercars or does supercars need the Grand Prix? So for mine, out of all of those events on that calendar, so let's say you're sticking with 12, do you drop the Grand Prix? Now, I know the teams love it from a corporate point of view and from mm-hmm. a visibility point of view, it's big. But do you get rid of that? Is it preferable for the sport to get rid of that and go to Winton for that regional thing or to go outside of Victoria? Uh, and go to Queensland Raceway or something like that. That that would be my question because there's got to be a point where with Formula 2 and Formula 3 coming to Albert Park uh, that the value proposition of rocking up there for four what might be 75k races now, let's say 30 minute races maybe. Um, that about 10, 12 laps each race. The, the value proposition of that starts or the lack of value starts overriding the value they get for being at that event and running in front of the crowd and having the TV and having the corporate side of things. So, you know, it, it seems mad, but I'd almost, if I was in supercars HQ, I'd almost look at that and go, do you know what? There, there might be more value for our business in doing an event somewhere else where we can make more money, where we could yeah. attract more of our hardcore fans as a standalone thing than playing what is going to be third or fourth fiddle at the Grand Prix. That's exactly it. Someone in the Ivory Tower there is going to knows exactly how much money they get paid to lob up to the Grand Prix. And they know exactly the maths at every other event. And I'm sure they've derived a calendar that's going to give them their best business case this season for whatever it's worth to tickle those boxes of going to all the different corners of Australia. You know, obviously you look at the ones that are close together. It's probably the Bend and Adelaide that, geographically they're quite close together obviously grand prix sandown are close together but queensland raceway you can say that's in a similar sort of catchment to the gold coast winton's in the middle of nowhere really isn't it mm. i don't know what tangent i've just gone down but um well i, I, I think no not geographically sure i, I think um so that the bend and adelaide thing you know the bend's an hour and 10 minutes away from adelaide but that's considered regional so you, that's the regional and and honestly, they need to now go hard on that event as the regional round. So everyone That's in South nice. Australia thinks Tail well, and Bend. Because it is. Well, yeah, well, it is. Because everyone in South Australia thinks Tail and Bend is in the country, right? Which it is. But it's only an hour and 10 from the city. Like you drive that far in Melbourne and you're still in the suburbs. So I, they need to go hard and they need to promote into that heartland core in Victoria where it's a four or five hour drive away. And you can drive there and go to that event and camp and do whatever. So I, I think from a geographic mix, it's all right. I, so that, I mean, the, the Brisbane thing, sure. You'd love to go to QR to tap into that market, but you've got the Gold Coast, which is now down the highway, big metro area. You've got North Queensland covered with Townsville. That's good. Darwin, the, the regional thing I still think needs something. And that it's that, border area between New South Wales and Victoria. I think that's your absolute key. So, you know, ironically, Wakefield Park or something in Albury, Wodonga, you know, bring back Hume Weir. That, that's probably where your next big market is because there's four or 500,000 people within three hours drive of that region um, that you could tap into to put on a really promising event. 
Okay, so let's have a look at the weather here for weather forecast, long range for 2023 Repco Supercars Championship. Uh, Newcastle, it's going to be as hot as Adelaide, but it'll also be humid. So that's going to be a delight. Can't wait for that. Uh, Grand Prix is going to be Grand Prix. End of April for Perth's fine. Uh, 21st of May for Tasmania, it might snow. So that'll be something different. A bit of snow into the mix. Obviously, the, the northern swing through Darwin and Townsville is going to be the exact same weather that we've had there for the last 20 years. Uh, Sydney end of July. Yeah, we could have some more. It could, could have some more rain under lights like yeah. we did this year. That was fun. Um, the bend end of August. Well, it could. What do you reckon? A bit of sideways rain there. That'll be fun again. Oh, uh, usually, but yeah, you can't judge weather based on the last year because it's just yeah. been rooted everywhere. Uh, it'll definitely rain at Sandown, though. I can guarantee you that. Um, and the rest. <laughs> But if you're building a calendar on weather, you you stuff because they they, they yeah. do though they. You but know, if, but the only weather they factor factor it on is going north in winter, which is sensible. Yeah. But if you and give it, every it, round their ideal date, you'd have twelve rounds in January, February, March, April, yeah. and then you do nothing. You go up north in June and July, and then you do nothing again until September, October, November. So you, they, look, some rounds are going to lose with weather. It's the way it is, but it's how you make the most of that. Winton did a really good job of talking up the fact they were the winter round. Mm-hmm. They gave snowboards to the winners. They encouraged people to build campfires with their campsites. Like they, they solved that as the winter round. That was fantastic. Really good. In the same way that they sell the Gold Coast as the you know the surf around with the surfboard. So it's it's down to being imaginative in your promotion and your marketing as much as it is what the weather is. If you do a good job of selling it, people should still turn up for the most part. It was always handy back in the day when they'd do towns, uh, Darwin Townsville, then they'd do QR sort of end of July, start of August, and the weather was always pretty decent for that. Then they'd go to Sydney Motorsport Park after that. The weather was okay there sort of thing. So they'd sort of knock over those four in that sort of order, and it just seemed to click when they used to do that back in the day. Mark, I'll ask you this question due to conflict of interest for our friend down there uh there seemed to be a clash of dates at sandown for supercars and also the uh, arg promoted uh speed series uh that seems to have been fixed though supercars won <laughs> in their favor um yeah it seems like barry and gary rogers should have a stern word with barry and gary rogers about their two entities stealing events of each other causing each other angst which is a bit of a problem <sighs> As a race fan, I don't mind it as an outcome um, having the Sandown 500 as the September lead in a few weeks before the Bathurst 1000. I think that makes a, a reasonable amount of sense. Obviously, I'm not the ARG and I just didn't have a, a round pulled out from under me. Uh, if I was the ARG and I've just been shafted by Sandown, I'd tell them to get stuffed and I'm going to have a round over at Calder. Yeah, well, that's Let's up do running, that. Isn't it? But yeah. that, the whole thing with that ARG thing, and this is just Mark Walker speaking and no one else, they go to the same venues, the same everything as supercars. It, if they have went to some of, of these other places, they'd have a point of difference. They'd yeah. have a something that they could sort of... Well, you know, like, like we went to Queensland Raceway this year. 100%. Do that. Phil- go to, Phillip go Island, to Malala. You you have, yeah. Remember when Michael Clemente had his um, TCR car around Malala under lights? Oh, I'm working on that. Look, yeah, that, like, that, that, that sort of stuff needs to happen. Well, I think, I think, yeah, I, I agree. And look, speaking 
not with my ARG hat on, but it will be assumed that it is. That's fine. I, I think there's opportunity there to do that for sure. So Queensland Raceway this year was enormous. There was a huge, yeah, legitimate crowd because it's the, the biggest national level event they've got. So, yeah, and, and I know for a fact that the whole idea of Motorsport Australia and ARG getting into bed to promote Speed Series together next year will help build that. Yeah. And that's great. So the opportunity now, it, so, and, and look, I'm, I'm absolutely just talking as our crow here and I, there is no indication that this will happen or not, but if I was Winton and I got left off the calendar, do you know the first people I would ring would be MA and ARG and go, Hey, yeah. we've got this weekend. We've got a tradition here. We've got a camping database of two and a half thousand, three thousand people. We've got all of this stuff. Why don't we do something? Um, and that that would be great, but it needs a promoter willing to have a crack. So if that's the Benella Auto Club, then fantastic. So, and and that's what we saw at Queensland Raceway this year is that the track did a really good job in in marketing that event and making sure it was accessible and getting the word out about it. So maybe these racetracks that don't have a supercar round, that's that's where you go and build something different. But it's up to the promoters to to do that because otherwise and completely understandably and justifiably it's up to the management of the categories to get the best calendar they can and the best financial deal they can hundred percent. They have to run them as a business because it's a really expensive game. So from a category point of view and a, a series point of view, they need to do the best deals they can to underwrite the cost of going car racing, both the series and the calendar. So if you're a promoter, you might need to invest some money, but the payoff could be that it becomes your biggest event of the year. Do you do a deal with Quinny and get QR and a New Zealand roundup for Speed Series? Oh, well, I think New Zealand's think probably a little bit optimistic, but that, that QR event is fantastic. And it, it's it's only going to get bigger as the Speed Series continues to grow and develop and more people pay attention to it. I, I just hope that the... Speed series, don't turn around and go, all right, we'll take the week before at Sandown or the week after or whatever, because they're not going to win. Optics-wise, they're not going to win from that. And you're not going to get, you know, the casual punter, it's hard for them to get away for two weekends in a row in September to the, to the, the race problem is, at Sandown. Where else do you go? Yeah, well, but the, adva- the advantage you do have is, is that it is a city track in Sandown. So it's not too hard for people to get to Sandown over two weekends. It would be different if it was... A, a Winton or something like that, where you had consecutive weekends to try and get to that, or Phillip Island, and and so yeah, being and, in the city is not too bad. And and look, the the other thing is, is as much as you want attendance, it, it's not those events aren't geared towards having massive crowds. So if you have to cop a weekend where not many people turn up, the Speed Series can do that much better than supercars can because it's not geared towards a, a paying spectator product. It's it's geared more towards a TV product and a user pays competitor pays system now, as a business you, model. But and It's funny you say that, though, because if you have a look at the TV schedule for free-to-air, Sandown isn't one of those Channel 7 events, which is surprising because there's no footy on that weekend. Footy finals are run Friday night, Saturday night, and the second and third week of finals. So Sunday's a free event. I would have thought you would have had the Enduro on Channel 7. Well, that's a Channel Seven decision, though. No, so I totally clearly... understand that. It's a, but it's a strange decision to me. Yeah, but the, the, there's benefits commercially 
So you know that all the events they're showing, so they show Bathurst, obviously, yep. all the other events are government-funded events. Yep. So from a commercial point of view, for a network to go to Tourism Queensland, Tourism Northern Territory, Tourism SA, et cetera, et cetera, Run to hit them up for some advertising in the, yeah. in the broadcast is much more lucrative than going to the Dandenong City Council and saying, hey, why don't you run an ad for Springvale Road in our coverage of the Sandown 500? The local nuclear waste dump. <laughs> <laughs> Springfield tie fire. Yeah, so. But, but that's, and, and look, from a supercar point of view as well, they, they want their government-backed events to be on the most eyeballs. Before mm. the people are dandy on lynch me, I love Sandown. I live just down the road. It's my home event. Absolutely. I'd, I'd yeah. race there 10 times a year if I could. But um, we'd never have enough arm, arm code to keep up with the repairs. So Darwin and Townsville have pretty much cemented those dates in the calendar for the next God knows how long. Yeah, right. as long and, as we until, go car racing. Until they have winter school holidays in Queensland and they're racing past the school mm. at uh, Townsville yeah. date, you can set your watch to that one. Yeah. Yeah, same for Darwin. It just makes the most sense. That's the perfect time of year to have it. Um, I, I'd still, we talked about this earlier in the year that the, uh, I still think there needs to be more done for, and looking at this calendar, the two are Perth and Tassie. So you may as well go be going to another country for both of them. Yeah. And if in, in Europe, if you go from Sydney to Perth there, you're in the bloody Czech Republic driving from London that same distance. So it, I, I still think those events lack being just a super sprint. So well, from a, a TV point of view, fine. Perth had the point of difference as being a night race this year, which was great. Um, I still think those two events need to be something a little bit more than just a sprint round. They might so, have shown their hand a little bit, Richard, because all dates now for all 12 events are three-day events. So the two-day, the Saturday-Sunday weekend, which traditionally was... A, yeah, uh, but they're just the dates the super... are blocked out. Like, we don't know the formats. Yeah. They haven't talked formats yet. But it, they, the Super Sprint is next to their name. So I, I just think, like, you know, Darwin gets a slightly different format. I, I still think they need to do something with those two events to make them a better value proposition for the punters paying to go. That's their one opportunity a year to see supercars. It's not like they can pop across the border. Like in, you know, if you're in Melbourne and you want to go to the Bends, it's a seven hour drive. But if you're in Perth, you can't just pop across the road to go pop up the road to go to, you know, tail and bend, or, you know, if you're in Melbourne drive seven or eight hours and go to Bathurst, it's, it's not that easy. And it's the same for Tasmania. So I'd still like to see those two events become more than what they are. But then and I'm not talking make... enduro, but yeah, know, longer races, different formats, whatever. You make them special in inverted commas. The only two non-special inverted commas events you'd have left would be City Motorsport Park and The Bend. But that's fine because those two events stand on their own anyway. So The Bend being this regional round and, and its own thing that they promote themselves, which is great, and Sydney being the night race. So... That's fine. Hmm. But no, it's just every, every, every event's got to have a USP. And you're taking night racing away from Perth. And now it's it's just a sprint round. It's three quick races that is, everyone has to drive three and a half thousand Ks to get to. Is, is this where the innovation of have, bringing back the retro round for Sandown, is it like having, yeah. a, having a touring car festival at what's something that... Uh, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, say Perth is 
they're having the Super 2s and Super 3s. You have the undercard as historic touring cars and Group A's and Group C's and all that mm. sort of stuff, and you have a touring car festival or mm-hmm. something. Having some innovation like that, I'd love yeah. to see that because it's all just so copy and paste and repeat for every single event on the calendar, isn't it? I mean, yeah. all championships around the world are a bit like that. You know, Formula One's the exact, you know, you can set your watch to the weekend timetable there when you're making the TV guide. You just copy from one weekend to the next. They're exactly the same format. So so you look at the last five rounds of next year. So you go the Bend Sprint Racing, Sandown 500, two-driver 500K race, Bathurst 1,000-kilometre two-driver race, and then two 250k races at Gold Coast and Adelaide, but they're epic events and they're huge and they're demanding street circuits. So all five of those have got something completely different that, that completely stand on their own and be remarkable. I agree with you, 100%. But but go to Perth and do, do something different. Like throw a reverse top 10 in or throw short sprint races speedway style or I don't know, like... I, this is why people get paid big bucks to market this stuff. But um, I just think for those markets though, when you're trying to sell to a Perth crowd um, who they're only shot to see supercars for a year is to get three 45 minute races. That just feels like a bit of a cop out. Mm. And and for the teams going that far, it's a lot of expense to go there just to do a couple of sprint races. So I, I feel like they should be offering more value for those events in particular, based purely on the fact that, they're isolated and they're remote and difficult events to go to. Perth will get Super 2s as one of the support events. We know that. Newcastle, Perth, Townsville, Sandown, Bathurst and Adelaide. It's a decent calendar. Isn't yeah, it? not bad at all. Just a, There's a couple of gaps of around about six to eight weeks in between weeks two and three and then between weeks three and four. But otherwise, uh, they're fairly, there's probably a race nearly every month. Yep. Yeah, it, there's not much to say. It's it's they they go where the supercars go, yep. and they can they can pick good events to be at and to give them the best value and the best TV. So, yep, that works. Yeah, it certainly does. Uh, it'll be interesting to see when they do start to announce uh, other categories. I suppose uh, as their support events. Of course, Porsche will be at the majority of the the same events, won't they? As they have been in the past, that, that really won't change for them. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny the no, no, but Cup you would think that they, next, but yes. they they generally get to the the best events, which is yeah, great. They do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But and speaking then as Richard Crail, what, what yeah. does Richard Crail think about it? Which has nothing to do with anything. Uh, yeah, no, that'll be good. I mean, they're, they're going to be at eight of the twelve rounds, so they only miss four. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to work out which ones they are, and I can tell you they're not starting at Newcastle. So, um, yeah, they're, it'll be interesting now. And and look, it, because it's been so late like it's November the 23rd as we talk that they've come out with this, that everyone's been sitting on their hands waiting for this to happen. So the only two categories before this that had everything locked in were TCR and Trans Am because they're committed to the full speed series calendar. Outside mm. of that, everything has been in fluid motion to to see where they land. So there'll be a rush from here on in. You'll get a calendar announcement in your inbox every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah, and we did get uh, the, what was the Victorian... State Racing Series? So the VMRC, which is the other other Victorian state yep. series. So they've they've announced six rounds, I think, was it? Five in Winton and one at Calder. Everyone's going to Calder next year. Tell you what, it's a good place to be. I'm genuinely looking forward to car racing going I'm, back there. Yeah, I'm stoked sure. just to go and take photos at a different bloody race. <laughs> yes, I'm so sick of these old ones. 
It's a good it's problem cool. to have. Can we expect that Calder could become a supercars venue again down the track? If it no. actually no, if you're no, not going I'm... to Phillip Island, why are you going to Calder? Well, Calder's probably two hundred grand cheaper <laughs> and closer to the city again. No, uh, I, I can't think... see it being there. But no, no, but could not. a speed series go there? Absolutely, For sure. Totally. TCR around there would be sick. Yeah, they'd carve some things up, wouldn't they? It'd be good fun. Actually, Trans Am would be fun around oh. there. Sensational. Yeah. Mm. Brilliant. Do it. Uh, all right. Anything else in supercars we need to chat about? Cameron oh, Hill. Yeah. Oh, hey. yeah. Locked in, as yeah. everyone knew. So that's great. I, I think it's a good signing. He's he's a river bloke. Very good race car driver. Very adaptable. Uh, he brings with him a whole range of skills from team management and engineering that I think will benefit Matt Stone Racing as well, to be honest with you. So... Um, I, I like his signing. I think he's a he's a very good get. It seems odd that that Declan Fraser doesn't get a drive um, yet, anyway, that we know of. But um, I'm I'm very happy for Cameron having worked closely with yeah. him in Porsche Crow Cup and uh, right throughout the the junior category. So uh, I think that's a really good signing. Well done. I think the good thing for Cameron too, and for other people, is that Cameron will still be fairly heavily involved. I would assume in his. Uh, in no, this, yeah, the, his racing enterprises, which sure. uh, of course form some Porsche cars, Formula Ford, and the like, so he'll still be very heavily involved there. Which would be great for those kids to be mentored by a supercar driver. Oh, and I'm possibly open links to to get them into MSR as well. Who knows? Like, yeah. it, it could work very, very well for for all parties. Yeah, it certainly could. Uh, let's turn our attention to F1. They've had a bit of uh, post season testing. Well, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix was on uh, late Sunday night. It was yeah, quite it was. a good, quite a good car race in the end. Uh, Maxi drove off out in front and, and won, but behind that there was lots of overtaking. I think almost double the amount of overtaking in this year's race than last year's, which was a good vote for the the new rules. Pretty entertaining Grand Prix, bit going on, some good battles. Um, yeah, entertaining stuff. But yeah, nice to see young Oscar finally get behind the wheel of the car in testing at Abu Dhabi and uh, and get some laps in that McLaren. So that's a cool thing. And um, the countdown to Albert Park and his uh, Australian debut anyway starts from now. So a highlight for mine is the revelation of the Daniel3.jpg Instagram account. Uh, himself and Lando have cameras, have nice cameras, and they go and take nice photos of behind-the-scenes stuff. And it's hilarious. Mm. Go and check it out on Insta. So. Uh, Good value. In, Insta's one of those platforms that's still running, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Twitter's yeah. The, it's Twitter that's in a bit of strife. Just a bit. Just a little bit. Uh, we should also mention, too, just before, that uh, Superbikes are back on the calendar, too, with supercars at Darwin, which is great. I thought it was going to be more events. I mean, they've obviously just announced that one today, but uh, yeah, could I, be more. I thought there was going to be more on the table. Well, there. I'd understood that Sydney was a was a lock for that as well. So um, I wonder if we see them pop up at Sydney Motorsport Park too, which is a good two-wheel circuit. Yeah, just on uh, Superbikes, they've got their final round at the Bend this weekend. And once again, great to see the support that they get from uh, their wild cards, including one Mr. Jack Miller, who uh, rides again from uh, MotoGP, fifth in the championship this year, to ride on the Australian Superbike uh, round. It's fantastic. They've sold some tickets to that too, Shebex, as I understand, which is great. So um, full full kudos to ASBK and the Bend for building that event up and investing in bringing Jack Miller down. It's great. Yeah. Any uh, US news we need to know about, Mark? Not that I'm aware of. 
cool. Let's get into it. It's one of those things where they have uh, 36 race weekends, 37 race weekends a year, and we're in not one of them at the moment. So uh, don't ask me again next week. Then let's uh, turn our attention to our Doric Hot and Knots. Our power rankings here are our weekly thing. Well, I've, I've just gone with my hot, and my hot is Superbike super bike Round this year and the fact that it does get the uh, the support of Jack Miller uh, at that event. That's just that's an amazing thing for Jack to do. He doesn't have to do it, but he does, and he does it because he supports the category and he's got mates in there, and I think it's just great that these guys can come back from overseas and, uh, and do a round like that, and hopefully we get to see that with motor racing uh, at times as well. Probably gets a nice check on the side as well. I'm sure he does, but good on him. He doesn't have to do it. True. Do you reckon True. he needs a check? I wouldn't have Pro- thought probably so. Not. I think he does all right, young yeah. Jack, <laughs> for sure. Uh, my hot is the Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge finale this weekend at the at uh, Phillip Island Grand Prix Circuit at Island Magic. So 31, apologies, I just keep my voice together. 31 cars entered, which is a record for the championship. All three classes will go down to the wire from a championship point of view, which is outstanding. Uh, and young Thomas Sargent and Ryan Wood battling it out for the outright crown this weekend. They have been exceptional this year, both on and off the track. Um, I've been so impressed with both young kids with the way they're going. And the best thing for both of them is, is that they're locked in with whatever happens. So Ryan's going to Crow Cup next year with Alabama Motorsport. He's got the Porsche New Zealand scholarship. And Tom Sargent's off to the States with McElroy Racing, which is awesome. So uh, it'll be gloves off. I think those two at Phillip Island will be pretty fun to watch. Like They're the two kids that they'll go side by side through the hay shed banging doors. They're that that fast and capable. So I think it's going to be a great show. Pro-Am fight up for grabs. And uh, the Class B fight, even between three drivers going out for it this weekend. So... Uh, keep your eye on that. Blendline TV will have a live stream of all of that on Saturday and then the rest of Island Magic on Sunday with a bonus hot for my good mate, Tim Macro, who has been slowly but surely cajoling a bunch of open wheel competitors to get together to call uh, to create Formula Open. And they're going to end up with 26 cars, a uh-huh. mixture of Formula 3 cars, F4, Toyota Racing Series, and so on. Um this weekend at Island Magic for that category's official debut, and they're looking at a six-round championship next year. So uh, well done to Tim. Great job by him in putting that all together and looking forward to seeing that a big field of wings and slicks race cars at the best wings and slicks racetrack in the country. I saw two rounds of a similar yep. type thing up in New South Wales at Sydney Motorsport Park as part of their state series. It's yep. great stuff. Good on you, yep. Tim. Well done. Right, so a couple of hots from me. First of all, Ferrari strategy. They did it. They finally did <laughs> finally, it. They, did. they got <laughs> Charles second in the championship. And Max's uh, move last week ultimately cost him second in the title. So uh, good on Ferrari. Remember uh, after the Australian Grand Prix where we already gave him the championship? But he wound up uh, not winning the championship by the same number of rounds. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was unfortunate how things went for them. But uh, that was that was entertaining right down to the end. Uh, and the other one, I'd like to hot motorsport, just motorsport. It's hot. I went you and know. did some. I went and did some motorsport on the weekend. Talk it up, come on. It's hot. Well, you can What'd go you to do? the race talk.com and there's a story about the uh, Peugeot Club car across that I went and did, and uh, it's basically a lengthy list of excuses. So I've put it all out there and all the things that I stuffed up. So it's all on the website. You can go and read it. But it was like sixteen little 
special stage sort of things. Uh, a, a few motocarnas chucked in there. Uh, you just take your road car along, pay 30 bucks. You have a motorsport Australia speed license that you get for 130 bucks a year and you go motorsporting and bloody hell, that was good fun. Uh, I tell you, and it was the motocarna. Jeez Louise, that was way too much fun. I don't know whether it was just because that was the thing I was competent at, um, driving around witches' hats in a car park, but um, that was cool. I finished 16th in the Motocana. And oh, I, beat, I beat a $200,000 Lotus nice. in, in my $12,000 Ford Focus. Nice. <laughs> what rubber are you running on that? We might need to hit our friends at Michelin up for some good Pilot Sport 4Ss for that to focus it or transform it. Because I'm going to wear my Pirellis off real quick. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. I know people. Can, uh, can I put my Triton in? Dude, there was a two-door Pajero in there. Of like, And I said to someone, he must have spare turrets at home because he was going so <laughs> bloody hard. I'd love to find out what his times were, but uh, he was sensational. It was it was a real mixed bag of whatever you had. There was some absolute rust buckets. Yeah, there good. was a, a Ford Focus that shouldn't have been out there. There was a $200,000 Lotus. And there was BMW M3s and everything in between. So it doesn't matter. You just get out there and have a chop. 30 bucks, you can't go wrong. Fantastic. Good stuff. Uh, my not is the supercars calendar. Oh, hang on. Well, it'll be my final not for the supercars calendar. Uh, I'm happy that it's finally out, thank goodness. The not isn't against that. Uh, the not is, is it just was the most underwhelming expert, the most underwhelming wait for a calendar to ever come out. I've been waiting all this time for this calendar to come out. I thought, well, there's going to be some good stuff. I'm going to get really excited. Like we're I mean, going to Singapore. No, yeah, no, something, but no. it's just nothing. Here it is. There you go. 12 rounds. We go to the same places we're going to. That's it. That's my final nod on the supercars calendar, but it had to feature again because it was just very underwhelming. Mm, okay. No, that's, that's fair. I appreciate that. Uh, my not uh, is somewhat self-indulgent, and for that, I apologise. But uh, after what is now a approaching 19 years of working full-time in car racing. Uh, this weekend will be the first car racing meeting that I miss due to illness. So well, that's not, not confirmed a... yet. You might still, we might still be able to get something up. I'm not going, mate. I'm no, you're not, not going. going to Philip Island. Being in might... person, I'm not going to be there. It's hey, not I'll, send, I'll send the body bag around and we can drag you over. It's fine. No, I'm sorry. It's uh, personally quite disappointing. 156 one-mate Porsche events have been run since I've been working on Porsche and this will be the fourth one that I've missed. So again, me cry. not a bad strike rate. Uh, but anyway, that's the way it is. Our team at Porsche Motorsport will put on a great show regardless. And I would highly encourage everyone to tune in and watch the racing. Or if you're in Victoria, get to Phillip Island because it's a great place to watch racing cars race. Mark Walker will be there. I'm sure having overcome our small hurdles with accreditation, <laughs> Uh, he will be there and we'll be uh, taking photos, which you will see on the race talk. Uh, so we'll still have a presence there. Um, please uh, go and support uh, local motorsport in Victoria. But uh, that's my night. I'm very, very disappointed. But uh, unfortunately, I got yelled at by my health professionals for suggesting that I could still get up and go. And uh, I, I don't like being yelled at. So I, uh, no. I decided I couldn't couldn't make it work. It's a real shame. I'm very truly sorry to everyone who I'm letting down by not being there, but uh, that's the way of the world. I'll send the body bag around. We get you over there. It'll be weekend at Crailsy style. Just this, we'll we'll get a team of people just propping you up around the joint. It'll be fantastic. (laughs) You won't miss it. 
<laughs> commentary might be a bit muted, but we'll talk from work. Um, I'll have a knot for a calendar as well. Uh, 69 days between Monza and Abu Dhabi for the Formula 2 calendar. Like, that was just way too long. I, you literally said, forgot it was on until I popped up it, in the group yeah, chat and was like, hey, how about this F2 race? Like, huh? Uh, yeah. well, why? Why would they yeah. do that? Didn't they finish a long time ago? Um, so I think that was silly. Um, my other knot is relative to the knot from last week when uh, Max and Lewis came together at the first turn and Max was on the inside and decided not to fire off the racetrack and Lewis clattered into him and Max got a penalty. This time around, the positions were reversed. Lewis was in the inside. Saints was on the outside. Lewis has just gone, no, you know what? I'm just going to cut the corner here and take the position off you, for which he got no penalty. So uh, if you're Lewis, you are absolutely kissed by the he, inconsistency. He did give it back, though. He didn't have to, though. The team told no, him to the give team, it back. That, but that was very smart. And if he hadn't, have, I'm sure no, he but the team, the, the officials already said that there was no penalty. Mm. It already flashed up no, on the no. screen that there was no penalty. They did, they did. I think they did the right thing. No. But they adjudicated that exactly the same as how they adjudicated at Abu Dhabi last year for the but, same incident. But it's to the weekend before in the exact same corner type and the exact same situation, mm. Lewis well, cut the corner, made a position and didn't get penalised. Track versus track, it was the same. But yeah, I, mm. yeah, I don't disagree with you. All right, settle down, you two. Settle down. No, no, this, I, don't, I don't care, really. I this is all I've got. Not, yeah. mm. uh, let's let us let you go back to penicillin and whatever you <laughs> yes, take to fix you up. Uh, good to see you, mate. Please get well. We'll talk again next week. Yep, cool. Uh, Adelaide 500 preview. Big, yes, looking huge. forward to it's that. It's going to be massive. Mark Walker, have a great weekend in Phillip Island. Uh, Phillip Island and Geelong Revival. Oh, yeah, okay. Double motorsport dose this weekend for Melbourne people. And I'm going how, to some... how have you engineered That's... that with, with the family? I'm well, impressed. Yeah, there's two days in a weekend, Richard. The first day, it's a boy's day out from myself and a three-year-old. So that's our standard Saturday at Phillip Island. Then Sunday, I'm loading the family onto a boat to send them down to Geelong. They're going to have a lovely lunch at the fish restaurant, and I'm going to get some photos for the race. Nice. Time. Outstanding. Great work. Commitment. So you're taking the boat from Sorrento across to... Uh, no, down Docklands. To... Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, okay. It's 20, 20% off if you're a, a fan Black Friday. of the... Uh, oh, no, no. Of the Geelong Sprint. So oh, yeah. good deal. So if you're a punter, you, they've got all sorts of accommodation. Like, it's a pretty, pretty well-organized sort of a deal. Like, it's the Gold Coast Indie of Geelong. And they've got all accommodation packages and tour packages and all sorts of things going on. So good thing. All right, well, enjoy that. I'm heading up to the Murray to play some golf for a couple of days. How is that going to work? I'm sorry. Are you well, aware one, of the There's one golf course that isn't underwater. Tokemall, it's up a bit higher. Okay. That's. Oh. I, and I'm seriously. I'm, we it's were, not going to be pleasant, dude. It's not going to be the, 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 water, the water obstacles will play a big role. I don't know how golf works. No, but... apparently Tokemall, totally playable. Okay. So that's where we're going. Okay. Give us a, I want the photo when you bombed knee deep. I promise you I will. Please. I promise you I will. Good luck uh, catch you. you next week, folks. Catch you guys next week. Catch everyone next week right here on The Grid.